today I have a super special guest who I have worked with for quite a considerable amount of time. His name is Thomas Nering, and his company is Death Track. Now, I've seen this work, and I've seen Thomas work uh, in, in some of the most difficult circumstances. And this bridging gaps between IT and technology is business critical when it comes to transformation. So I'm going to ask him to talk about all of this and more. But first of all, Thomas, could you, uh, who are you? How did you get here? What is it that you do? Thank you very much for the uh, kind introduction, you. And well, yes, I uh, have been working in the uh, financial industry for uh, quite some years, but I have also had a uh, quite considerable tech experience. Uh, I was one of the co-founders of a really interesting financial tech, uh, and I've done numerous other ta tasks around tech. Drove me uh, towards being, as you said uh, before, being the driver behind uh, complex transformation projects that involves business uh, and IT elements. I'm, I met you while we were working for a very big bank in, in Northern Europe. Could, you know, what, what were you doing there? And, and was that, is that how you got to Destrack? Just give us a little bit more, more detail on, on that, and then, then I've got some serious questions for you. While we worked at the, this particular bank together, you and I had an assignment, which is basically to uh, help facilitate the journey of decommissioning a very large banking system. And uh, while, while doing so, uh, I uh, reached out uh, to a number of banks across Europe and we started to formulate a European banking network, you know, basically helping each other with these very, uh, you can say, uh, complex issues that everybody has, but that we don't speak too much about. And the idea was basically to, to reuse some of all these uh, experiences uh, for for everybody, so we can basically create better financial institutions. Uh, so that's the idea. One of the focuses that you've been looking at is optimizing business-driven applications. That, 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 that sounds complex, but actually, I think the way you approach it is particularly interesting and really valuable from a transformation standpoint. Could you say some more about this 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 approach? Absolutely, and and this is to us one of perhaps one of the most overlooked and interesting opportunities we see across the European financial sector. So what is the background? Well, uh, any large financial organization would over time evolve. Uh, there'll be new channels, new segments, new products, and so on. And while doing so, you would need to make small, fast adjustments uh, to, to your infrastructure. And that is normally being done by, uh, you know, skilled business specialists, people with, you know, both business and, and IT backgrounds. And in the beginning, you can say it's very, uh, it's, it's logical, it, it makes a lot of sense, it's the right way to do it, to test new things and so on. Where we need to be uh, cautious is, of course, that, that a lot of these small applications, which are, you know, databases, file transfers, VBA scripts or whatever, they tend over time to become, you can say, operational systems uh, and and when that starts starts to happen you need to take one step back and and find out you know what can you do perhaps to to strengthen the structure of these applications and lift them off the shoulders of some of these specialists so you can release your specialists back into these valuable tasks that they're doing on a on a daily basis the most interesting thing around this is that you can create a stronger it setup a stronger architecture while at the same time you can do something really good for the business side. So it's, just, it's a very interesting overlooked win-win uh, situation here. And what we are doing basically is, is helping facilitate the discovery and, and the solution you, you can, you can, or the solutions you can take 
to change this into something that works better, both for the IT and the business side. How do I know I've got this, right? Because almost every bank has this, right? But how do I know? And, and what, what is that something that I would engage you to say, look, I think I might, <laughs> right? You know, or, or how, how do we begin? Uh, the way we normally begin is to try to break it down into smaller bits. And then we try to, we try to, to, to take out, you can say, uh, any, any potential criticism around this should be taken out. There's no criticism in this. This occurs because you have strong business people helping the bank or the financial institution. So, so get rid of that in the beginning, right? Once you've done that, basically break it into smaller teams. We have an approach. We think it works pretty well, actually, because we, we ask a number of questions. We use a, a few tools to do that. And then we aggregate, you can say, the answers into a cockpit. So you can actually very fast detect, okay, so where is it I have some specific opportunity? Then, of course, you need to gather people around the table and you need to uh, develop solutions for this. Here we also have a, uh, you can say, an experience database of interesting solutions when you find certain issues or problems uh, that you can deal with. I can only recommend, you know, uh, financial institutions to start working on this topic. It is a positive opportunity to be addressed. I've heard this described, and I think on, on your website in particular, it's described as shadow IT. Is that a good description? What a business IT or shadow IT or something like that. But uh, again, for us, you know, when, when we work with, with large uh, financial institutions across Europe, it's, I would say we, we spend a lot of time making sure everybody understands that this is a positive, right? You, you have these applications for a, and components for a certain reason. Let's start to talk about it. Let's start to do something about it in a, in a way where we allow them to emerge, but then gradually we absorb them into a stronger structure and release, you know, energy to, to the business organization. What we have seen, you know, from example is that in mid and large size financial institutions and, and, and banks, it's, it's a quite considerable amount of business resources you can free up if you have that supporting approach of, of trying to discover uh, and absorb, you know, what can be absorbed from these components. How do you help banks with, with that, 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 that benefits discovery or realization approach, Thomas? This is something that, that we meet across all large financial institutions, uh, and, and there's nothing unusual about it. When you're running a large number of projects at the same time, it can be really difficult to understand, you know, what is progressing, what's not progressing. We found a method to help uh, stakeholders, management, and, and other key people understand how these projects are progressing. And uh, it's, it's, uh, there's no magic, but it's just sound logic. So what we do here is that we say for any project, uh, we'll basically make business and IT meet. So we'll take just a little pause, maybe you know, just two hour pause in the project, something like that. We'll sit down with the stakeholders, and then we will define three things. So the first we're going to define is what kind of deliveries are, uh, is, is this project going to deliver? And normally this is the easy question, right? Because you'll have a project manager that would have a, a really nice written out plan that, that would define this. Then uh, we will have the next question. So once we have that on the table, then we will have the next question where we would also look at the business side. And then we will say, okay, fine. So let's, let's speak about each of these deliveries and let's address the business side of the room and try to understand when you get this component, what is going to be your use of this component? And what we mean by that is let's, let's assume that what you're doing here is that you want to, say, go into consumer uh, finance in a, in, a, in a new region or something like that. 
So that's, let's say here, IT is going to deliver you some comp components for this. What we're going to ask the business side is, okay, so you get the first component. It's not the sort of the full value chain solution, but you get the first component that would allow you to do certain things. How would we expect you to start using this? And normally, this is one of the weak points because it hasn't been defined uh, or it has been defined to a limited extent. But, but the brilliant thing about, about having this conversation early on is that it allows, you can say, for the management to start to, and stakeholders and other, other important parties as well, to start to understand, okay, fine. So we develop this component. Is it actually being used the way we expect? So we expect, you know, 2,000 people to, to click on this. Yes, I want a quote or something. Is it happening? Why is it not happening? So we get an early indicator in these projects. And once we've defined this, which is very, very helpful, we, we look into what is then going to be, you can say, the ultimate benefit coming out of this, right? So uh, what, is, what is going to be, the, the, the potential could be the financial benefit, it could be risk avoidance, it could be anything, basically. But how do you measure the, the end game, right? So uh, let's say I'm going to expect a P&L of, I don't know, 5 million euros from this new channel. Okay, so what would be an early indicator of this actually happening? So once you've defined these three elements, then you can basically track your projects to a much better extent. And the magic is, of course, then to make sure that you have this uh, x-ray into each of these projects. Am I right in saying this is often something that you would hope that the, the PMO or the enterprise PMO function is doing, but perhaps not to the degree that you're suggesting, Thomas? Because normally we meet very skilled project managers, very skilled PMOs. I think what, what, is, what is sometimes missing and, and where we play an important role is to, is to make uh, the business and the IT side work, work better together, right? And, and to bring, you can say, from previous experiences and previous projects across large European banks, to bring that experience and examples. So you define, you know, better these deliveries, the use and the effect. We call it DUE, due basically. Again, nothing magic about it, but once you start to implement this concept and, and, and start to, you can say, basically report on the progress here, it's super powerful. And it has another important thing. We, we love the business side as well, but sometimes our wonderful colleagues on the business side uh, has, a, has an easy way of saying, okay, now, now you IT guys, now you need to deliver something for us, and you know, then in, in one or two years' time, we will do some magic with it. This is wrong, of course, right? So, so we need both parties to join forces, and we need to track, you can say, their, 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 the commonality. You know? So how do these two parties create magic over time? So the, the substance is there, the skills are there, we just need to bring it closer together. I have regularly seen this where you know, the, the CEO's office or equivalent will say, right, we, we're spending 10 million or 100 million or whatever. Are we, are we spending it in the right way? Are we getting the benefits here? Should we be doing all of this? And how do you respond to that, that particular question or challenge? So the first thing we do is that we sit down with the stakeholders. Then we try, then we try to look into very fast Whenever you fund something in the organization, right? Whenever you, you know, uh, donate money to a specific, you know, a, a significant comp uh, component or a significant change, not the day-to-day -day stuff, but the really significant ones, how do you do this? Is this a paper business case? Is this an individual Excel that somebody made up and delivered and got approved, and then they got some some uh, some funding for this? Or or how are you how are you capable of 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 tracking that money spent and, and the benefit realization coming out of that. 
normally what we see is that we can we can strengthen this area and and by strengthening this area uh, i mean implementing a structure whereby we we use the same set of 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 i could say judgments uh, uh, for for each of the business cases coming in and we do it and we do it in 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 an automated framework right so we say uh, you know for any anybody who wants funding for specific initiatives across the bank we would like them to work and then we have digital uh, made a digital solution for it then we say well, please you know give us give us these underlying informations and give it in this structure now the interesting thing around this is of course that if you can if you can combine the data in a way where it's comparable across the elements that you are funding you avoid the situation where you know you are double counting many many of your projects across across the organization and thereby you know fooling ourselves to believe that we will have a tremendous effect uh, what also happens when you start to to implement such a uh, such an approach is that uh, we as the organization you know we, we become much more realistic about what we're asking for to close early on i mean sometimes we fund projects in, in banks where we know this is a little bit un uh, uncertain or will it deliver will it not deliver what we're going to do here, of course, is to is to be able to have that transparency. So if something doesn't work, we close it fast. How, how do you address the fact that you have to do a lot of the things that you've been suggesting? You've got to have the reliability of the data on these projects and approaches. How do you address that? Because that, yeah. that, that's that's you've got to do that first, right? So you know, whenever you're doing a, a change or a transformation, you, you tend, or we tend, you know, as as financial professionals, we, we tend to make a lot of assumptions that doesn't necessarily hold water. Okay, so we, we tend to assume that, that we have sufficient data on our application landscape, that, uh, you know, our components are sufficient, su sufficiently documented and so on. And, and, and based on these assumptions, you know, we, we, uh, we do a business case, we do a project plan and all this, and then, then, we, then, then we start the journey. Now, what happens then uh, quite often on, on large projects is that you all of a sudden realize, well, some of these models that we're going to transform or some of these components that we're going to change into a new platform or we have a cloud journey or something like that, they are not sufficiently documented. We don't have sufficient knowledge, sufficient knowledge around this. The one or two people who are actually experts in this are uh, you know, about to leave the bank or have left the bank and so on. One of the, the type of projects that, that we are asked a lot to, to, to do for banks and that has, you know, a tremendous value for a very, I would say, very reasonable effort is simply to, to sit down and to say, okay, for all the components we have in our application landscape, what is the minimum data quality we should expect to have, right? On the functional side, on the, on the technical side, on the risk side, on the financial side and so on. And then we just define that. That can be done super fast. Once that is done, then we absorb, uh, we, we don't try to, to, you could say, to disturb people too much. We try simply to, to log on to all the different repositories that we have in the bank that tells us, uh, that gives us this information. Now, of course, some of this information we, we need to ask the, the experts. But then we build very fast, you can say, this overview, uh, and then we make it transparent, right? So we say, okay, fine. So we, we are on a, on a huge cloud journey across, uh, let's say, three or four divisions. We want to move this big platform to the, to the cloud and so on. But we just realized, you know, before we do that, we have insufficient data quality in these six areas. By making this transparent, uh, what, what happens is that it becomes vivid and clear to the organization why we need to, can say, up our game on, on these areas. So everybody, you can say, meets this project 
sufficiently prepared and ready to execute, right? So we don't have problems later on in these projects. Super important, fairly easy to address, and, and what we're doing here is not magic. It's just, I think we're bringing some really interesting and good examples from, from other large financial institutions uh, where we can help, you know, accelerate this, uh, this exercise uh, really, really fast. Thomas, for those that are thinking this is something we really need to talk about, what's the right way of engaging with you? How do people find you, reach out and, and work with you? Uh, we can easily be found, uh, you know, through our website. So uh, what I would uh, recommend is, you know, go to our webpage, contact us, give us a call, uh, send us an email, and we will have an initial conversation. We love these kind of inquiries, and uh, we will, of course, handle them you know, with, with great uh, confidentiality. We'll have an informal uh, conversation up front, and, and quite often uh, what we would recommend is to, to, uh, to sit down locally which means that we will simply uh, travel to the client, uh, sit down, work with their team, and see what, uh, what, what potential benefits we can, we can help create. Awesome, Thomas. It's great to see you again. I hope to meet you physically when I'm in Copenhagen next month. Thanks for taking the time. You're welcome, Ewan.